So one of my favorite kind of stories or illustrations to tell in a homily is about uh, this beggar. And I apologize if I've already told it before, um, but it's too bad because I'm up here and you have to listen anyway. So, um, but there was this blind beggar who would beg outside the gates of a city. And so he'd position himself kind of at the main crossroads and he'd just sit there, this blind man, with his bowl. And as people entered the city, he would beg that they gave him some rice. So people would go into the city kind of on their horses or on foot, and they would know to give some rice to this blind beggar. Now one day, the blind beggar was sitting there and he heard from a distance the entourage of the king coming. So the king was coming into the city and this blind beggar had never really met him before, so he's very excited because he thought, okay, definitely this king is going to give me a lot of rice. I'm going to eat well tonight. And so when the king approached the blind beggar, the blind beggar was taken aback because the king leaned over and said to the blind beggar, give me some of your rice. And so the blind beggar was kind of shocked. Like, why would this king ask him for some of his rice? And he was quite upset. He didn't want to show it too much uh, because, you know, it's the king after all. So he goes into his bowl and he takes one piece of rice and he puts it in the outstretched palm of the king. And the king kind of looks at it and he says, is that all? And then the blind beggar thinks to himself, oh, wow, this guy really, it's too much. So he reaches into his bowl once again, takes another piece of rice and puts it into the grain, into the hand of the king. The king says, thank you. And he goes and proceeds into the city. And then the blind beggar was very frustrated. He couldn't understand what this king was doing. And he started to kind of uh, hold in his hands, finger in his hands, the grains of rice that were there. And he noticed that one grain of rice was different. So he kind of felt it and he, and he bit on it. And he noticed that that grain of rice had become a grain of gold. And he fingered again into his bowl and found a second grain of rice in that bowl that had been transformed into a grain of gold as well. So he had in his palm there then two grains of gold, one for each of the grains of rice he had given the king. And then of course it dawned on him, you know, why did he not give this king everything? This story I think I really like because it teaches us about how God can transform whatever we give him. Each of us receive things from God and when we give them back to God, we can talk about our time, our talents, our treasures. When we give these things to God, God is generous with us and he transforms them in ways that we cannot imagine at times. We see this in the first reading about this kind of near sacrifice of Isaac by Abraham. And it's a very puzzling reading to listen to. And we can question, why would God ask Abraham to sacrifice his child? And of course, there's really no way around this. It's a bit kind of enigmatic, this reading. But we know from the start that it is a test, right? The narrator of the story tells us, God tested Abraham. So that kind of gives us a bit of comfort. But Abraham really is asked by God, is tested by God, to give to God what is most important to him. This child that he had prayed for, of course, Abraham and Sarah could not have a child. This was the child of the promise. And here God is asking him to sacrifice his child back to God. Such a puzzling request to give to God what actually God had given him and what was most precious. But of course, God was not going to allow Abraham to make this sacrifice but he wanted to see if Abraham had that generosity within him. And then, of course, after this incident, God blesses Abraham abundantly. 
Because of his generosity, he goes on to be blessed with many descendants, more numerous than the stars in the heaven. He receives the promise of the land. Abraham receives so much from God because of his generosity. This, of course, is central to the life of Christ as well. Jesus gave to the fullest extent possible. He gave his life while he was living in his ministry. He gave his time to minister, to be with other people. And in the end, on Good Friday, gave his entire life for us to save us. But of course, the story does not end there. God raises Jesus from the dead. He transforms this sacrifice of Christ into new life for each and every one of us. And this in the transfiguration, we receive a preview of this. The transfiguration account, which we always hear during Lent, is a preview to the resurrection. The apostles close to Christ get to see Jesus in his glorified state. They get a preview of the resurrection, of what the end of Jesus' sacrifice will entail. In Christ, we see this to the maximum extent, that Christ is generous with his Father, gives his entire life, and his Father transforms this into an entirely new creation. We then, of course, can consider this in our own life, the things God has given us. And of course, on a day where we give a financial update, you might think I'm just going to talk about money, which I'm not just going to talk about money. We will later, but that's okay. But we talk about, of course, in the church, stewardship, that God has given each and every one of us, we can say the three T's, time, treasure, and talents. We all receive these things, and we're all in different situations in our life, but we all have something we've received from God. And God asks all of us to use something we've received from him in our different contexts, whether it be serving in our parish community or in our families, in our workplace, in our schools. And we can think sometimes that what we have isn't important. We can think, I don't have too much time or I'm not talented enough. What can I possibly do? But really the message I think of today's readings and kind of the overarching theme we want to think about is how God really uses anything that we give him. Ultimately, the key is generosity. And of course, during Lent, we consider about this. We reflect on our life. So we pray then through the gift of the Holy Spirit, we can think about what God has given us, our time, our treasure, our talents, and to think about how God is personally calling us to use these generously to serve those around us, realizing that God will take whatever we give and transform it in unexpected ways.